This is the second part of a series in which, as a psychotherapist, I have been looking at the program of Alcoholics Anonymous and other 12-step programs that have evolved from it. And I want to say before I start that, uh, as a, by way of a, a disclaimer, that uh, one of the things that is very cool about the 12-step programs is that there is no official authorized interpretation of them. And hence, whatever I say is entirely my opinion. And if you are a member of one of the 12-step programs and have a sponsor, by all means, I defer to your sponsor's opinion in all matters got to do with working the 12 steps. That said, one of the first things attracted me to the book of Alcoholics Anonymous was a chapter, chapter five, entitled How It Works. This was of great interest to me because in the first paragraph, it talks about what makes it work and what makes it fail for others. And uh, it is three times they mention the capacity to be honest or rigorous honesty with oneself. From the point of view of a psychotherapist, what we might describe as sanity relates to how connected one is with reality, which bears a great resemblance to the capacity to be honest with oneself. In fact, it even says there are those two who suffer from grave emotional and mental disorders, and many of them do recover if they have the capacity to be honest. On the next page, I come across the 12 steps listed in order, and step one, which says, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, dash, that our lives had become unmanageable. While this might look like a beginning of something, it also strikes me as being the end of a process of attempting to solve the problem oneself. I think would merely indicate that a person shows some strength of character rather than immediately throwing up his hands. In working with people who eventually take the first step of the 12-step program, I have found that they progress through a process which I have come to call the negative steps. For example, before step positive one would come step zero and then step negative one or minus one, negative two, three, four, etc., all the way back to perhaps negative 10 in which a person might say, I don't have a problem, it is my wife's problem or my boss's problem. But then once we start to see progress down the steps to perhaps maybe negative four where the person recognizes that there is some problem, but then tries valiantly to cut back by limiting when they drink or what they drink, uh, going off for periods of time, such as Lent or some uh, time like that, and 
trying valiantly to control the issue. Uh, and then perhaps negative three might be this failed and negative two might be where they come to recognize that they have to quit totally. Uh, this uh, at first seems like, oh, at least they know they have to quit totally, except then maybe negative one might be that they try everything they can think of from uh, becoming more physically fit, eating more uh, healthy foods, uh, going to church, praying, maybe even going to Alcoholics Anonymous meetings occasionally, all trying to stay stopped. And finally, it seems they come to step zero, which might be none of these things I have tried work. So then in a sort of logical progression would come step one, which almost has in parentheses, we finally admitted we were powerless over alcohol. The next question that occurred to me as a therapist and to the people with whom I have worked is what exactly do they mean by powerless? And again, the book Alcoholics Anonymous provides some answers to that question. In the uh, beginning section of the book in Roman numerals, they have what is called the doctor's opinion, written by a famous uh, professional who specialized in dealing with uh, alcoholism back in the 1930s. And he um, describes uh, what he calls the phenomenon of craving, which is what sets in when an alcoholic begins to drink and that this phenomenon of craving, he explains, is sort of like an allergy and is only experienced by those who are in fact alcoholics. It isn't as though the phenomenon uh, is first recognized in 1935 or 1939, uh, because I'm sure Aristotle's grandmother knew about it when she saw maybe her a uh, relative who had a drinking problem and had gone on the wagon, when she sees him uh, sipping a little ouzo with his buddies down by the seaside, she probably immediately knows that he is no longer on the wagon. So the phenomenon of craving, uh, while it is a new name, uh, is not a new phenomenon. Uh, uh, but of course, this Dr. Silkworth, uh, in the doctor's opinion, uh, changes the nature of this from being a sign of weakness or even sinfulness to being an illness. So in changing the attitude toward an alcoholic's compulsive drinking from sinfulness or badness to an illness, is quite a radical change. However, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous seems to have come up with an even more radical uh, change in the approach to alcoholism. And we find that beginning 
on page 23 of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, in page 22 and, sub and, and prior to that, they have been talking about the phenomenon of craving and what it does to a person and how an alcoholic reacts to alcohol once he begins to drink. But on page 23, at the top of the page, they transition to something that uh, is radically new uh, at the time. And they say that, in referring to the phenomenon of craving, they said, the observ these observations would be academic and pointless if our friend never took the first drink, thereby setting the terrible cycle in motion. Therefore, the main problem of the alcoholic centers in his mind rather than in his body. And that page 23 seems to me, uh, observing it as a watershed in the big book and perhaps even in the understanding of alcoholism. Because they go on from page 23 to page 24 and there is a passage in italics that uh, is rather revolutionary when you think about it. It says, the fact is that most alcoholics, for reasons yet obscure, have lost the power of choice in drink. Our so-called willpower becomes practically non-existent. We are unable, at certain times, to bring into our consciousness with sufficient force the memory of the suffering and humiliation of even a week or a month ago. We are without defense against the first drink. So what they're saying is that the sober alcoholic, who's perhaps been sober for days, weeks, months, years, uh, will pick up and begin drinking again for reasons that no one can really explain. I found also that there is an entire chapter, chapter three, which uh, deals with this phenomenon of the insanity, as they call it, of the sober alcoholic. Uh, it, they, chapter is entitled more about alcoholism and at uh, the first lines of page 35 it says so we shall describe some of the mental states that precede a relapse into drinking for obviously this is the crux of the problem so the crux of the problem that Alcoholics Anonymous deals with is not anything after the first drink, but the condition of the sober alcoholic who, before uh, he picks up a drink, seems to have uh, some sort of mental lapse. In fact, on page 37, after they have described a man who for no apparent reason begins to think he can drink alcohol in, as long as he puts it in milk and drinks it on a full stomach. Uh, they describe a curious mental phenomenon that parallel with our sound reasoning, there inevitably ran some insanely trivial excuse for taking the first drink. Our sound reasoning failed to hold us in check 
the insane idea, uh, idea won out. Next day, we would ask ourselves in all earnestness and sincerity, how could it have happened? So what they are describing is a relapse that seems to come out of the blue, uh, does not have any of the Hollywood movie backstory of the offended pride or offended love or abandonment or any of those other explanations that Hollywood likes to put in to make a relapse credible, but out of a clear blue sky. And in fact, on page 41, they have told the story of a man who had a very successful business venture. And he says, uh, it was the end of a perfect day, not a cloud on the horizon. And as I crossed the threshold of the dining room, the thought came to mind, it would be nice to have a couple of cocktails. And thus began another horrendous binge. On reflecting on this binge on page 42, there uh, is a very uh, disturbing conclusion that apparently the sober alcoholic at certain times will have what they refer to as strange mental blank spots in which self-knowledge and willpower would be of no help at all. This they repeat then at the foot of page 43, which is the last paragraph of that chapter, and they say once more, the alcoholic at certain times has no effective mental defense against the first drink, except in a few rare cases, neither he nor any other human being can provide such a defense. His defense must come from a higher power. And while I would like to go on from there, I would like, first of all, to go back and uh, look at what they have now described powerlessness to mean. Namely, it is not just the phenomenon of craving after the person begins to drink, but it is a obsession of the mind or a, a moment of insanity or a strange mental blank spot that happens to this sober alcoholic. So, and it is this second form of powerlessness that Alcoholics Anonymous seems designed to combat. They report that by finding a power greater than their willpower, they will be able to prevent these strange mental blank spots bringing everything they love and care about to disaster. Having clarified the problem faced by the alcoholic, the book Alcoholics Anonymous goes on then to outline how this solution might be brought about. And on page 45, uh, the second paragraph, uh, it reads, lack of power, that was our dilemma. We had to find a power by which we could live, and it had to be a power greater than ourselves, obviously, but where and how were we to find this power? Well, that's exactly what this book is about. Its main object 
is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself which will solve your problems. So Alcoholics Anonymous, from that point on, lays out the program of achieving a power or accessing a power of some sort that is greater than the willpower which has been failing the alcoholic.